Welcome to another episode of the Right Rain Podcast. This episode, we're going to have the better half of J&R Equestrian, none other than Jess Stones. Welcome, Jess. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks for having me on. Well, I'm sure there's a lot more I could put in that intro about you. Um, So for anyone that doesn't know, what are some of the things that you might be really well known for in the equestrian? world uh i would guess i would probably be most known for my show horse background um pretty extensive in the show horse world uh current gary owen winner uh current national champion um and so on and so on um but also do uh quite a fair bit of show jumping and uh yeah like compete in like up to world cup level in show jumping um as well and have a full team of show jumpers but yeah probably mostly known my whole life uh with a background of show horses so you mentioned the gary owen there i don't know much about showing but the gary owen that's a pretty big deal yeah yeah it's it's more than a pretty big deal it's uh yeah it's pretty huge uh it's a very uh, traditional event um, that has uh, gone for happened for 85 years now. Um, I won the yeah the 85th anniversary, which was pretty special. And uh, yeah, it's a competition, a turnout competition for female lady lady riders only. Uh, so you're judged on uh, your your gear, your presentation, your horse's confirmation, manners and paces. And your riding ability in each of those sections have uh, uh, scores, and yeah, you, you get marks out of a certain number, and then yeah, they're all added up, and yeah, then the best one wins. Yeah, I certainly uh, had heard a few th- stories about that being, you know, the pinnacle of uh, showing, and it sounds like you're, you know, you're competing at the World Cup level of show jumping as well, so you're competing at quite a high level. How did you get into horse riding as a kid? Were your family involved in horses when you were young? Yeah, so family were horsey. My mum competed horses uh, on show horses uh, up to national level and royal level. Uh, was had a you know a, a string of you know uh, good high quality horses, and yeah, so I was basically born and bred in the saddle. And uh, yeah, it's been horses my whole whole life. Haven't haven't looked back. Yeah, I know I've met your mum and I'm sure lots of uh, competitors throughout New South Wales will have met your mum. She runs at this Lynn. She runs Equicentral Saddlery. So uh, not a sponsor of the show yet, but I can say from personal <laughs> nice experience, you can uh, get some great, great gear there. I actually I actually love I love the Cavallino jodhpurs. I think I'm wearing some at the moment. Um <laughs> And so, so obviously, with your mum being in showing, that was, you know, where your foundation was early on. Were there any other uh, riding influences there? Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, from a young age, I always had uh, a, a couple of people that had a huge influence on my career and, and still do to date. Um, Roy Davis and Tony Hall. Um, I had a strong, well, I've been yeah, heavily involved with literally since I was born and they've had a huge influence on my riding career and um, every day to day of being a horsewoman, they are uh, 
yeah, Roy is exceptional with what he does. Um, and yeah, they're very important people in my life. Um, as a kid, uh, Roger Fitzhardy and Glenis Barry had a huge influence on my um, writing writing career and, and getting into it and yeah, trying to be as best as I could can be. <laughs> Were you always uh, pretty dedicated with your writing or, you know, when you were a teenager, did you have any, you know, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you want to be a horse rider from the get-go? Yeah, from the get-go, um, it's been horses and nothing else. Um, you know, sacrifice, social life, um, school formal, school photos, <laughs> things like that to, you know, live and breathe horses and go to events. Um, yeah, I think... In year 10, I had 13 weeks off school. Um, uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was a struggle. Like, obviously, education was um, instilled into me by my parents, which obviously is very, very important. At the time, I, I you know, disagreed with them. <laughs> but uh, looking back, I know that, you know, it, it was important and I am appreciative for them for, you know, making me knuckle down and do my schoolwork. So if, yeah, if, I, if it wasn't horses, I was always catching up uh, on my schoolwork to keep my grades up. But apart from horses, there, there really wasn't much else. Mum um, and dad, you know, sort of said to me though, that I needed to have something other than horses. Uh, you know, if I, if something happened, I was never able to, you know, pursue horses uh, for, for a living, um, that I need to have, have a fallback. So I have a bit of passion with the hospitality industry. So I, um, yeah, have my advanced diploma in uh, hospitality, food and beverage and would one day maybe like to have a bed and breakfast or something like that. But, you know, it, and, until that time comes, it, it's definitely horses full steam ahead. Yeah, well, that sounds like it'd be a bit easier on your body than riding horses all day <laughs> what uh, yeah, was just a little bit <laughs> what were some of the challenges oh god sorry I'm looking out the window and ho some horses are rearing up I'll ignore that that's future Charlie's problem um <laughs> what were some of the challenges that you faced you know when you first started out you know making this your business after leaving school and you know what are some things what is what would be some advice you would give your younger self now to have made that transition easier into being a professional uh look i guess it's you know it's very hard in you know any industry to start out um creating you know your own your own business um i worked for a few people growing up and when i was you know finishing school and things like that to sort of uh, you know, learn the ropes and absorb as much as I could um, to, you know, give myself every chance to, to succeed in, in running a successful business. Um, and I, so I guess advice would be uh, if you're looking at starting out, you know, go and, you know, learn from, you know, the best or, you know, as close to or in many different people as you can um, to give you every chance to, to, to succeed. And, you know, it's not easy. No one's going to hand anything to you. You have to work hard for it and, you know, earn stripes and earn your stripes, but, you know, n not give up. Like you're going to have plenty of bad days, but you just got to keep chipping away and slowly, slowly, bit by bit, you know, it, it, it turns good. And yeah, years of blood, sweat and tears is, you know, it eventually pays off. Yeah, it certainly is a, um, is a marathon, not a sprint becoming a, successful writer isn't it oh absolutely and I, I guess you know anyone that thinks 
there's nothing nothing more to learn needs to give up like you you never stop learning every day like we we ride and train and and try to improve every single day so you know the day you think you know everything's the day you should give up really yeah that's that's true how do you get through those really long days like is it is it you've got a goal in mind or do you just need like 10 cups of coffee um or (laughs) you know do you you know have you just got this internal fire what what gets you going uh, well, firstly, I wish I drank coffee, but I can't stand coffee, but I wish I did like it because I feel like I would get through my day <laughs> a little easier. Um, uh, I guess I probably like a little bit of internal fire. Like I'm a bit of a, a go-getter. Um, you know, I try to, you know, be the best person I can be. Um, I am one of those people that sort of never say no to anyone. I always try to, you know, please everyone else and, and help them achieve their goals, um, whether it's with their riding or with their horses and their horses training. Um, so yeah, like we do do big days. And as anyone knows in the industry that, you know, horses aren't a nine to five job. They're not something you can leave in the garage and not think about if you don't want to, don't want to do it. They still need to be cared for at, at the very minimum. But, you know, every day, I guess, we have a, a you know a huge range of horses that we have and train from show horses to show jumpers, uh, horses in training, um, horses getting broken in, and they cross a lot of a lot of different breeds as well. So we have quite a bit of variety um, throughout the day. It's not just sort of yeah the same thing over and over again, which I think you know keeps it a little bit interesting. It's not so monotonous um, from on a day to day basis, but. Yeah, I guess I, I love horses. I like seeing horses improve and, and riders improve and, and, you know, help them achieve their goals. And I guess that's what, yeah, keeps me going each day. How did you, it sounds like a lot, a lot big juggling act there. How did you get into show jumping? Was that early on when you were going to the ag shows or was that a bit later on? Um, that was definitely a bit later on. Like I always did, um, like jumping through pony club and, and things like that. I was, you know, always did a bit of everything, like whether it was state mounted games, state show jumping, whatever I, I'd, I'd always ha- have a crack at anything. Um, I started to take jumping a little bit seriously when I was about 14, 14, 15. Um, I was having a, bit of a rough time in the show world I was just getting a little sour on it that's hopefully not saying too many bad things but no um, people can read into uh, that what they like yeah like it's a subjective sport and yeah I was just having a bit of a like downtime about it and and wanted a break from it and uh you know I yeah show jumping sort of was a bit of a passion and I got into show jumping and I loved that the fact that it wasn't a subjective sport and yeah, I've, and that's why I guess why now I, I really like like and appreciate the balance of having sort of yeah one extreme to the other where show horses is, is is you know purely subjective as someone the judge's opinion on the day and whereas show jumping it, you know it, it's nobody's opinion it's it's very black and white um, whether you leave the rails up or, or knock them down or you don't have the fastest time on the day. Um, so yeah, it, it's a nice, it's even, it is a nice balance. Yeah, you can, you can. Uh, there are no pitches on the scoreboard in show jumping, <laughs> that's for sure. No. Um, and how, is that so? Obviously, through show jumping, I'm guessing that's how you met your the man of your life, Reese. When was yes. that? Yes. 
Um, yeah, we'd met um, a couple of times, like 2006, 2007, sort of like back when J.K. Williams existed and we had like our state titles at Warragee and yeah, the, like the youth festival kind of days. Yeah, so we met, uh, yeah, back then and um, got together in uh, or towards the end of 2008 and yeah, here we are now. <laughs> married so four didn't... years and a baby <laughs> yeah and what's the what's the baby's name eva eva how much has that changed your life from you know what you how much you thought it would actually change your life to how much it actually changed your life uh in in some ways a a, a great deal and in other ways not so many um uh you know all in all the changes of obviously for, for the for the better um yeah, she's an absolute cracker of a kid. Um, yeah, I love her to pieces. She's yeah a little champion. Um, she fits into our day uh, daily sort of routine really well. I thought it would be disrupted more um, by having a child around, but she fits in so well. Uh, she she loves the horses, which I honestly I didn't mind if she didn't. I'd support her in whatever she wanted to do, but she does love the horses and, and loves being around and. She's such an outdoorsy kid anyway. So um, she going away to shows and stuff, things like that, she just fits in and hangs out and, yeah, enjoys it as much as we do. That's really good. And so how does, um, you know, Reese is more, I guess, show jumping focused, uh, but I have seen him out at a few shows and even, <laughs> um, you know, in, in some tight, tight breaches every now and then. <laughs> Uh, how does your, you know, both your riding complement each other? You know, where where do you find each other helping each other with your strengths and weaknesses? Uh, yeah, it's a good, good question. So, obviously, Reese only ever had a background of, of show jumping and uh, uh, sporting, man from the snowy river, cowboy challenges and things like that. Never, never, ever really, you know, had was anything part of the, the show scene. Um I do have a photo of him at a pony club Gymkhana with some purple bell boots on his on his stock horse, but um, <laughs> <laughs> in his old white super top helmet. But yeah, no, um, definitely, yeah, far from anything with show horses. But uh, he has. It took a little bit slow, slow, a bit slow to adapt. But um, now he's like an integral part uh, of of our show horse side of things. Um, he is very, I mean, obviously he's a very talented rider, um, uh, but he's actually really, really talented. And I know this probably sounds a bit feminine for him, so he might not like this, but he's very good at turning the horses out with their presentation, um, their quarter markers, their, their face makeup, all the real finer details that are sort of um, very important and a, yeah, a make or break um, with that difference sort of between being first and third with a show horse. Um, so yeah, he's, yeah, very, very good at presenting a horse and yeah, the finer details, um, for for the show horses, but also, yeah, a a great rider. And when I can, uh, convince slash force him to ride a show horse from time to time, you know, he will do it begrudgingly. Um, he had to sort of step up when I was pregnant and yeah, ride, uh, at some of the biggest shows for a few months when I was out of action. And, um, yeah, he, he did really well and all the horses went just as well for him as they did for me. So it, it was great. 
Because it, he's competed up to World Cup level as well. Is that correct? Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. He's probably ridden about uh, seven different horses, produced them to World Cup level. Um, yeah, so yeah, obviously, you know, competing at the top end um, in the in the show jumping scene, and uh, you know, he's had plenty. He's had uh, horse of the year and royal champions um, in in the showing arena as well. <laughs> And he also breaks in quite a number of, um, you know, horses for for different disciplines and even for top riders as well. So he's um, he sounds like he's a bit of a jack of all trades. Oh, definitely. I mean, on on and off the horses, he's a bricklayer by trade, and we uh, recently purchased our property uh, earlier this year, and uh, we've been doing some major major renovations across the whole property um yeah from fencing to tiling bricklaying knocking out walls in the house putting in kitchens and laundries uh yeah you know and, uh, i'm very lucky he can yeah pretty much turn his hands at anything um but yeah it has more of like yeah recent recent years we've sort of really gotten into the breaking in and and, and love it love starting um horses out and uh he he yeah he he has a great knack in a way with a horse um it's yeah it's it's very special um and yeah we both thoroughly enjoy breaking in horses and and seeing and watching and following their their, their journey um and yeah we've been fortunate enough to you know be breaking in some ho- good horses for some very well-known top riders and studs so yeah it's exciting to see them out and about and uh, you know, ending up in in Europe and America, and yeah, thinking that you you know started that horse's uh, ridden career is, is is yeah, it's it's a little bit exciting. So yeah, it'd be nice if you were able to own some of those top horses. But I see what you mean. It's it's almost you get a lot of enjoyment out of having contributed to the journey of those of those horses when they go on and be really successful, even with other riders. You know, as long as oh, you know yeah. they give them that foundation. Absolutely, and I mean, and as okay, you think that, but at the same time, I'm also like, oh, you know, every 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 horse that's good's been broken in by somebody. But you know, it's still a nice little, you know, thing. We we always follow their their journey and have a record of every horse that we have broken in, and, and try and follow them and keep in touch with the owners. And they're always sending through uh, updates, um, you know, from from one scale to the other. And it's got they've got their little eight-year-old kid riding it around and for the first time since being broken in or you know one's now going around jumping tracks in Europe so it's yeah it's still it's really exciting and and as you know you all know every every horse is different they all have their personalities and it's just a matter of you know working with them and and getting their buzz out of them and uh, you know trying to get them to be the best that they they can be and set them up you know for for a future of succeeding Mm. yeah having that long-term Goal. What uh, What were you saying about Reese doing the a man from Snowy River competition or something? Yeah, I don't know how many years ago it would be. I was thinking like maybe it was definitely pre two thousand and six, but I think he has done it a couple of times. Um, yeah, he's done it a couple of times down at uh, was it Tumut they do it I think or uh, down in the high country somewhere. Uh yeah. I mean, the, the name of the town's on the tip of my tongue, but um, yeah, down there in the high country, yeah, Man from Snowy River Challenge, he's, he's done that, yeah, a couple of times. And uh, we we're just to everyone listening, Jess and I were just talking just before we started recording, and asked what Reese was up to, and she said uh, he's off uh, 
bailing hay, growing, you know, bailing hay and but far out. I wish I had uh, half the uh, energy of that man. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's yeah, family family farms, um, of yeah, with with hay and and crops and cattle and sheep. So this time of year, baling the hay and carting it in, so they've um, yeah, had over five thousand bales to uh, to get in and shedded. So uh, and it takes it takes a team to, to do that. So yeah, he's been down there for a quick twenty four hour trip to get all the hay in and and yeah, bring bring some back to feed the masses. And so, yeah, how many horses do you have on the place at the moment? Uh, we have uh, about 42, I think, here at the moment. Yeah, so, you know, we generally fluctuate between, you know, I normally say 30 to 40 horses, but, yeah, give give or take. Um, yeah, so, but, yeah, nice mix of, yeah, show horses, show jumpers, um, horses getting broken in and, and horses also just here for training or sale preparation as well. All right, no wonder you need that hay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. apart from, you know, presenting the horses really well at the competitions, being good with clients, um, you know, how have you approached social media uh, in regards to building and supporting your business? Hold yeah, on. Just, just sorry, sorry, Jess. Put a helmet on, you dickhead! So, yeah, <laughs> go back to uh, telling me about how you've used social media to support your business. Yeah, well, that, that's, a, that's a really good one. Um, social media is uh, I, it's, it's, it's the way um, for now and in the foreseeable future. Uh, you know, we did the usual have a website kind of thing. And then it got to the point where I sort of shut the website down and just run off of Facebook um, business page now and an Instagram page and you know do all our socials yeah through through that and uh, like the traction that um, an audience we sort of gain uh, by you know using those platforms is incredible um, like the traffic and yeah you know what the uh, like I'm thinking of the word now but you know yeah, interest we get through engagement horses for sale. Yes, engagement. That's the one. That's the one. Thank you, Charlie. I wish um, I I wish I got it. I've heard about it, but at, <laughs> um, but with yeah, sale adverts and things like that is is more than I've ever had uh yeah, doing through, you know, other older fashioned ways. Um and yeah, I guess it's such a instantaneous thing as well. Um and yeah, it's very easy to spread information and and updates uh, to you know the whole the whole wide world in a you know click of a few fingers. And just, do you have someone that does that for you, or do you and your team manage that? Um, yeah, so it was always primarily myself that did it. I have um, one of our girls that uh, is a client, and then is now. Done or jumped on board, doing a bit of been doing a bit of work for us, um, and also a very good friend. She's been, um, yeah, paramount in, you know, taking over that kind of area. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a teamwork between her and I. Um, yeah, we we kind of yeah manage it together. 
Um, but yeah, we're, it's, a, it's a good balance, and uh, yeah, I'd definitely be uh, lost lost without her. That's for sure. Yeah, I bet it is um, far out. There's a lot on your plate, and so how how old's uh, Eva at the moment? Couple years uh, old, two? No, yeah, no, she's nineteen months. She's two next April. Oh, so you haven't put her on a horse yet? Oh, bloody oak! She has her own. Horse. <laughs> she no, has her own horse. Oh, mate, she's off. She, uh, she's she's got her own little pony, Fire, and uh, yeah, she she's very she's uh very miss independent. Um, she doesn't want to be helped. She doesn't. She just wants to do it all herself. Um, all right. I'll... And yeah, she 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 loves it. The uh, worst part of uh, her and my day is me having to take her off Fire. Uh, to tell her that fire's got to go to bed, and uh, that always ends in tears because she wants to keep riding. Oh, um, no. Yeah, and I get that many people say to me, "Oh, does she actually like horses?" I was like, mm, "I think so." Yeah, she's got <laughs> the bug. Yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't force it upon her, but uh, no, she she does love it for now. So yeah, see see how long it Let's lasts. Go with it. Go with <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, I what? don't know. It's, it's an incurable disease, so yeah, I think I think it's going to be with her with her for life. But uh, no, she does thoroughly enjoy the horses. Yeah, I'm sure she'll probably be, uh, you know, better than either of us. You know, having that, <laughs> you know, seriously serious quality riding and coaching around it nonstop. Um, it gives anyone, you know, just being around that type of riding, you know, they can pick up a lot. Oh, Have you got? Right. You go. have you, oh no, I was gonna say, have you got another pony lined up for a next one, or she's she's no. you're not you don't want to broach that subject yet? No, no, like we just go with the flow. Like you know, it's she's the scruffiest little Shetland you know you've ever seen, but she's worth her weight in gold. And yeah, you know whatever. Um, I only I did say to her the other day though, when you know after she'd been riding for three hours straight. I was like, we're going to have to get you another pony because you're wearing fire out. Like, she's got to go to bed. So, um, but no, God, no, just uh, I'm not going to be one of those crazy mothers that live my uh, life through their child. I'll, well, I hope so. Try not to be. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, just support her with whatever she wants to do. And, yeah, you know, just keep her keep her safe and interested and, you know, give her every, every chance to succeed. And how, you had a bit of a... An accident a little while ago. What happened? What happened there? Uh, yeah, well, I've had quite a few nasty riding accidents. They were all kind of quite simple, but I ended up with some, you know, quite serious injuries. Um, yeah, my last one uh, was just it was about a year ago, and uh, I sort of degloved my chin off my, yeah gum and sort of face so I had to have surgery to put all that back together um that sort of was all fine but I've had quite a few serious head head knocks and injuries um with yeah brain bleeds and uh bruises and things like that so yeah I do have a bit of ongoing um you know struggle struggles with that but uh yeah I've recently uh got in touch with a really good doctor and um yeah I've been working with a few things to deal with that and yeah that's been uh very helpful but yeah some days some days are better than others but yeah it's sort of one of those you know invisible injuries that you know you look and appear fine mm. but you know it seems you have to 
deal with. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm not the only one. There's plenty of other people in the same boat. So, and plenty of people, you know, far worse off. So just have yeah. to make the most of it. That's for sure. Are there any things, um, maybe it, does, it can be for one of those accidents or it could be more in general that you would give anything you'd say as advice on how to prevent um, those sort of things happening or was each one too unique? Look, um, yeah, I mean, I've had some that are, I mean, my like the, my last fall was, you know, quite sort of, I get, well, I mean, it was a simple fall, but it was sort of unique, my, my injury with how I ripped my chin off, basically. Um, but, you know, my first sort of head injury, I wasn't wearing a helmet. I was, you know, younger and more stupid. So from that day on, I've never, never not ridden without a helmet. So number one, wear a bloody helmet. You've only got one head <laughs> and wear a helmet. So maybe you should keep that bit when you're yelling out the window. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was... Your helmet on. Um, I was yelling then, at my business partner and he's like... Uh, yeah, helmet, you know, is, is, is super important. And obviously, I've, and I, you know, I've, so I only ever ride always with a helmet. Um, yeah, no helmet, no ride. It's pretty simple around here. And... Uh, yeah and I, my other ones were very simple I've always you know since having you know a few head injuries I've always made sure that I have you know up to date top of the range safety headgear on you know and and still have had you know a, a lot of serious head injuries um mm. you know with with that so I think god if I didn't have that on you know I probably still wouldn't be here today um so I you know I am thankful for that um but yeah I guess you know as I said, some of my injuries I've been at, at the walk and on and on a standstill and on quiet horses. So, you know, it's, it's sort of, and I, you know, then I get told that I shouldn't be riding. And I've, I've had that said to me by numerous um, doctors to, to not ride again. But, you know, I'm like, if, if I'm going to die, right, <laughs> be, be off the horse. Um, <laughs> ride you know, or die. I, yeah. So, you know, and that's, you know, I guess, you know, you put all your measures in place and, you know, you can get hit by a car crossing the road. So, you know, you can't stop living your life. Um, but, you know, do do everything you can to do what you do, you know, safely. It's just like, you know, driving a car and not wearing a seatbelt, you know, you keep it on. So wear your helmet, everybody. <laughs> yeah, mind your melon. I totally agree. I'm dumb enough as it is, so I don't want to lose any more brain cells. No, well, that's uh, it. I don't want to lose any more either, and I know that, with some of the falls I have, there's yeah, not not a chance I'd still be here if if I if I wasn't wasn't wearing a helmet. So. Well, on yeah. a lighter note, tell us about <laughs> uh, your top horses at the moment, and and have you have you got any competitions coming up in the next few weeks? Ah uh, yeah, so competitions you know have started back up, and they're you know everything sort of seems to be getting firing again. We've got uh, Waratah show jumping. This weekend, Friday through to Sunday at Sydney International Equestrian Centre, uh, we were at SIAC, uh, you know, at last weekend for our uh, uh, New South Wales Shows Council Horse of the Year um, Grand National Qualifier uh, Show Horse event. Uh, so yeah, we've had a few busy weekends uh, competing at SIAC mostly, and uh, lots of competitions scheduled between now and the end of the year. So it's yeah, it's cool to get right back into the swing of things. Uh, we've got a few, you know, a few good horses there knocking on the door, um, show horses and show jumpers, um, some new ones and young ones 
coming out and uh, with our show jumpers, most of our, like half of our older horses have still sort of been on a spell. We haven't really brought them back into work because there sort of wasn't, you know, too many bigger jumping shows that have been scheduled yet. Um, So they're still sort of, yeah, on a spell, um, but planning to sort of get them back into light work to start out with them, you know, next year. Um, And yeah, just been focusing on the young show jumping horses, getting them out and established and yeah, just in, enjoying enjoying competitions again. Yeah, it's certainly good to be back after all the coronavirus dramas. I try not to talk about it. But when you go <laughs> to a show, do you have uh, you know like a any superstitions or a you know mental game plan when you go to the warm up, or are you pretty much on autopilot after all the experience you've had? Um, look, I think. I don't really have any superstitions or things like that. I'm I'm one that I, uh, you know, you never change anything like on the day of the show, like gear wise and things like that. You know, you can't you can't change the method on the day of the show. Um, you got to keep everything the same as what you've been, you know, practicing and training with le- leading up. So you know, you no know, going and buying a new bridle on the day of the show. Like you know, you've got to stick with what you've been using. Um, but apart from that, no sort of, yeah, superstitions, just, you know, stick to what you've been practicing and what the plan is and, and what goals you've set out to achieve and, and making sure that, you know, you're staying focused, but, you know, relaxed, uh, relaxed as, as possible. What advice would you give to uh, the listeners or let's say uh, students of yours if they're going, doing their show jumping round and they they have a stop midway through the course? What how would you talk your students through dealing with that if you could if you could talk to them in the middle of their competition <laughs> round? How, um, what would you think about? Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely just like regroup, you know, take a breath, um, think about, you know, the situation, whether, you know, it was it was you or the horse um, nine times out of 10. It's generally generally the rider and, and not the horse or, you know, what was the trigger to cause um, the horse to stop in the first place and then you know, just think on your, you know, think about your, your reapproach and the line you're going to take, um, you know, to try and not have that happen again. So, you know, do something different. Um, you know, as I said, it's obviously hard given, you know, what the situation is, but yeah, definitely just, you know, stay relaxed, stay focused, you know, regroup, take a breath and, and think about, you know, what your next moves moves going to be. There's no point sort of getting in a panic and a flap and, you know, getting all huffy and puffy because it's only going to end worse, you know. Yeah, that that taking a breath, what you just said, I think that's a really important one for um, listeners to take on um, because, yeah, if they rush around again to go and do the jump again and don't actually think about how can I do it better for a couple of seconds, then they quite often will make the same mistake. But that... Yeah, and, of, and of course, like, you know, and obviously they've already had, a you know, an error on the course, so your chances of, of winning the event are out the door. So you sort of, I like to sort of then switch from competition mode to, to training mode, you know, like you kiss the competition goodbye, but you know, that door's closed, switch over to training mode and think, okay, how am I going to finish this on a, on a good note, get the horse back listening or, you know, or regroup more canter, what, you know, obviously depending on the situation and, and, and just address that situation and try and, come out of it and finish, finish on a good note um, from a training point of view and then think about obviously what you've got to work on to fix that at home with your training before, you know, you go out to your next competition. Yeah, that sounds 
All right, I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. All right. <laughs> you know what? And, it, and it, it sounds so easy to, to say. Yeah. But, you know, then you've got to go and do in it. In the heat of the moment. It's a totally different thing. But, you know, as I said, every, every situation is different. But, you know, in a gen, general way, um, that's, that would be my advice. Yeah, that's far out. We're going to put that, uh, we're going to take that little bit out and put it in bold at the top of the uh, Facebook post. <laughs> yeah, so when I, when my when my four-year-old stops in the in the 80 centimetres on Friday, I'll be like, hey, just think about what I said. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there on Friday to remind you, don't worry. <sighs> Thanks. We've got to get a little poster. <laughs> and um, so it sounds like you've got a, a lot of construction going on at the farm at home. What's the what's in the on the horizon for the farm setting up uh the infrastructure there or have you got any other plans uh look there's there's a lot of plans um yeah there's a there's a long list of plans so it's just been a matter of prioritizing uh yeah the, the wants and the needs uh so you know there's we've been uh renovating one of the houses quite majorly basically a rebuild so that's uh, been a matter of importance, getting that done. Hopefully we'll be able to move into that um, within the next month, which is a bit exciting. And, yeah, obviously uh, we've done a lot of uh, fencing, more stables, uh, yeah, improving the arena surface. We're then going to move on to we're going to actually uh, make uh, one of our arenas uh, bigger. Um, yeah, so, yeah, all kinds of things like that. There's always, you know, Everyone knows what it's like with the horse property. There's always there's always property maintenance improvements to that they need doing. So, yeah, um, yeah, we're just just doing some fencing, planting trees, and yeah, all all the fun jobs. <laughs> yeah, far well. I hope you keep the whip cracking on Reese for that. <laughs> and now after all this rain, even keeping up with all the mowing, that's a that's another another job that's never ending, keeping everything mowed. With your uh, top horses, uh, obviously you're going to be doing things a bit different than a four-year-old. What are some things that you might be doing or focusing on a bit differently with your top horses in regards to their training program for the week? Uh, well, I, in a generally for jumping horses, we actually don't jump our horses all that much um in sorry and then especially when we're talking more the the seasoned horses the going horses I definitely feel that we don't jump them as much as I feel a lot of other people do um look I think flat work is is you know imperative it's very very important um you know if you've already got an established jumping horse that you know you know is a good jumper um, you know, then your flat work is always so important. Um, I feel that, and it was always instilled to me that jumping is sort of like just dressage with jumps in it along along the way. Um, so you you know your connection with your horse and your adjustability with your horse in between the fences is is almost more important than the jump itself. Um, so yeah, just keeping the horses, you know, obviously soft and responsive, um, and and you know and supple. Uh, but we, you know, do a mix of, 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 of work. We have two arenas, so with a dressage arena and a show jump arena. So mixing up between that as well as riding them out in the paddock where there's some like like small cross-country logs and, you know, uh, trail riding, things like that. They definitely have a variety of work to keep it interesting um, and good for strengthening their, 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 you know, their joints and ligaments. Um, I find that is good for, you know, 
apart from you know or, sorry compared to horses that only go on the same surface on a on a day to day basis bit of variety you mentioned that connection and adjustability what's a show jumping specific exercise that you'd use to work on that um i guess uh really like depends on on the horse um you know a lot of good ones is if uh you know even if you're just doing with some poles that you sort of create like a, a a plus kind of thing and you can either have that you know as close or as wide apart stretched out um and that you know you you know you can go and be going on a circle or, or making it like figure of eight and turning back on yourself without throughout those poles and that you're you know uh, adding a stride cutting out a stride mixing it up interchanging it that you're getting the horse you know going forward off your leg or you know or coming back sitting on their hocks um, and, and waiting and adding a stride. So I find that is, is you know, is a good one for, for balance and, you know, creating that um, adjustability but still keeping that that connection. And I, I find, as I said, like we tend to not jump our horses a lot and also are not high. I, I more towards the season horses, obviously, if you've got horses stepping up, that's something different. But I think that when you're working through any exercises or what you're trying to work on, it doesn't matter whether the jumps, you know, it's a cross rail or it's a meter 50, you, you, the problems are going to be the same. Um, and yeah, I think just keep the, you know, defenses small and, and not too complicated. And, um, but yeah, I do find that, the, that that's a great exercise for getting them, you know, adjustable and, and moving forward and back off your hand and leg and seat. Yeah, saving their legs from the high jumps, but working on Abs- that adjustability. Absolutely. I mean, every every jump of horse jumps is one less jump they have left in them. Um, mm. So, you know, we we want them to live, live forever <laughs> would be nice. But, you know, we try we need to try and preserve preserve them um, for, you know, for as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, they can't all be jumping World Cups like flexible was for rich fellas at 19 or 20. That no, was, exactly. That was pretty impressive. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And look, and every horse is different. It comes down to the horse's confirmation, uh, obviously, is, is, you know, extremely imperative. But it's also, uh, you know, the, the management and the routine and the, and the care for your horse and, and to look after it for, you know, for, for a long time, you know, not, not, just a, not just a good time. We want them around for as long as possible, you know, doing, doing what they love um, and enjoying and make sure they're enjoying it for, for as long as possible, not just these sort of quick fixes that, yeah, you know, you see them break down, um, you know, quick, quicker than they, you know, you think that they, they would do. Yeah. I think that definitely shows, like you said, how Reese and, and you have produced so many horses from youngsters up to international competition level that shows how well that system works with you've got over 40 horses on your place um that sounds like a fair bit of work so you must have some staff you know what are what is one what's one thing or like what's something that you really look for in your staff or potential staff and then what's one thing that you think you and Reese's employers um try and do to help um you know keep staff um yeah so like there's like a few things i you know obviously we have an extremely dedicated and hard-working team and it 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 takes a village um you know that it's it's a lot of people working very hard and as we all know with with horses and work it's all physical work um and it's not a nine-to-five job and we're outdoors 
you know, rain, hail or shine. Um, some days when it's pouring rain, you're like, God, I wish I had an office job. But, you know, you wouldn't change it for the world. Like on, as a whole, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, we wouldn't change it. It's fantastic. But you definitely, it's important to have a, a good team behind you. Um, I look for, you know, de- dedication. I always instill that I, to them, and that I want to need people that, treat every horse that we have as if there was their own horse um that uh, you know they 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 are pets but they're also they're athletes they've they've got to have their you know right diet right regime right routine everything to suit that horse to set it up to succeed um so yeah they I want them to treat them as if they was their own horse not not just not just a number and um I think a big thing is uh you know being on to those finer details like picking if a horse is just slightly off or it's being laying down for more than normal or whatever you know as an example um just being yeah really really on to those sort of yeah finer details I guess yeah it's I guess it's a bit like uh you know on the ground looking at the finer details whether it's Reese Reese doing the uh quarter marks the finer details and then if it's yeah your World Cup show jumper all comes back to the finer details again with the flat work. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. certainly a recurring yeah. all, theme. All management and care and, yeah, just being, you know, yeah, being on top of it. But, yeah, you know, it's hard. It's proactive and hardworking. And, yeah, like it is uh, hard to come by because, and because it is such a, you know, physical, uh, physically intense job and, and long hours. Um, you do have, have to definitely love horses you don't you know you don't really see anyone you can't just be doing it for the money because you know there's plenty other jobs out there that are um you know (laughs) a lot easier to do and probably can earn more money so you do actually have to have to love horses to want to be involved in the industry I think that is for sure I totally agree it's some days um you know you're working 12 14 plus hour days and you go live you just I just keep saying to myself living the dream that's it living the dream <laughs> have you got a an inspirational quote or a motto that you know you go by or you use to get you through those long days um uh I don't it really can be have horse training related like yeah getting through my days like I do always say make hay where the sun shines um uh, and not so much from a like financial perspective but I you know I think obviously riding horses is something you can do you know for for, for forever and ever and ever um there's a lot of extremely talented older older riders out there but I don't really want to be you know in my 60s and you know breaking in horses for a living um uh, so I think to, you know, do it now whilst we can physically and before we, our bodies are completely broken. Um, so, yeah, that's where I sort of say, yeah, make hay where the sun shines because we're not going to be doing what we're doing forever at this level. Um, but with training, uh, I mean, I have quite a few, but a good one is I think, you know, every day miss riding is a missed opportunity to improve. Um, that's sort of, yeah, one I do like to go by because I'm, you know, strong believer that you know every every day every horse every trainer there's always some little thing you could pick up on and learn from and improve like and what I said before that you know the day you think you know everything is the day you should give up like so you you never stop learning and that's with everything in life but yeah especially especially with horses and riding like you're always 
yeah, always, always trying to improve and be better and do better. I like that. I'm going to repeat that one to myself next time it's uh, pouring rain or 35, 40 degrees. Yeah, don't want to miss that opportunity every day. (laughs) You're like, damn you, Jess, why did you say that? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Jess, let you get back to Eva, and I'm sure you've got plenty of other uh, odds and ends to tie up this evening. Now, for all our (laughs) listeners out there, uh, what's the easiest way for them to check out you and Reese's business? Would that be JR Equestrian on Facebook and Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Uh, JR Equestrian Facebook page and, and on Instagram as well. Um, yeah, Twitter. Twitter run, run Twitter just slightly a little bit on Twitter. But yeah, mainly Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah, jump on there with pretty uh Got some sales horses i'm sure someone yeah, needs to buy horses for sale um yeah results and updates um a lot about uh what we feed and supplements and things like that so there's always yeah good little good little things on there that we do and use and recommend so yeah well make sure you go and check out those pages on social media everyone and if you see them out at a show go and have a look at their turnout because that is Certainly one thing you don't want to get inspiration from uh, my horses is uh, the turnout when they're next to one of Jess or Reese's. <laughs> oh, so. no, don't be silly. But, yeah, I was going to say, like, if anyone that, you know, is listening or has any questions um, and they see us at a show, you know, feel free to come up and say good day and, or, you know, ask away or send us a message. More than, more than happy to um, assist uh, anyone in, in any, any way we can. Thanks very much, Jess. Thanks so much for having me, Charlie. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks again to the Equestrian Hub for sponsoring this podcast. And make sure you let us know what you thought of this episode. Uh, Let me know if I have any stutters or pronunciation mistakes. Or if you'd like me to get a particular guest on, don't be shy. Give us a shout out or let us know on Facebook. Or if you're not shy, if you're a little shy, send us an email. I'd like to hear what training problems you'd like us to solve, any questions you've got in regards to horses or any aspect of them. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>